Hello, and welcome to Granada High School's IB Music Podcast. Here, you will find the media scripts of our IB Music students' musical links investigations. The students will be analyzing, comparing, and contrasting the music of two distinct cultures. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy learning a little bit about the music from around the world. Hello, everyone, and welcome to my episode of the Ivy Music Podcast. My name is Amelia, and I hope you enjoy my two pieces and the analysis that I have done. My pieces are a Norwegian folk metal piece called Olaf's Belty by the band Lumsk and a modern Japanese shamisen piece, Amaoto, by the shamisen girls. Just a quick disclaimer before I get started, I don't speak Norwegian, nor do I speak Japanese, um, so if I butcher some of the names, uh, I am trying my best to kind of get it as accurate as possible. Just a quick disclaimer. These two pieces are drastically different, um, but I will be both comparing and contrasting them to pick out the fine similarities and the more obvious differences. Throughout this podcast, as I am talking about each of these pieces, I'll be inserting audio clips so that the audience will be able to hear the songs as I am talking about them. My two main links will be the fluctuations in tempo and the evolution from simple melodies to more complicated harmonies accompanying them. I will be talking about these links later on in the podcast, but first, I will analyze my pieces individually to allow for better understanding. Enjoy my analysis, and hopefully, you will learn something about either or both of my pieces. As stated before, my first piece is called Olaf's Belty and is a Norwegian folk metal piece. This band utilizes traditional folk fused with metal to create a new, more modern sound. This particular style is a fusion genre developed in the 1990s Europe. Mixing heavy metal music and traditional folk creates a new sound that is still tied to the original culture, but has a modern twist. That is so fascinating to me because of the amount of kind of fusion that just happens in today's day and age. Like with every culture, you would assume that music would be one of the first to kind of incorporate that. Um, from is uh, zero seconds to 31 seconds, the tone of the song seems to be very folk-like and only uses the plucking of violin strings accompanied by a woman singing. You will be able to hear an example of this in a few moments. As I am talking and you are hearing um, this clip, this illustrates the simplicity of the folk songs by only using one instrument, then introducing more instruments such as the electric guitar, electric bass, and drums. After 50 seconds, the violin switches from pizzicato to arco and becomes the main provider of the melody from 50 seconds to a minute and 11 seconds. The melody is a motif that shows up very often throughout the song. It first appears at 31 seconds and spans to around 40 seconds. At 2 minutes and 12 seconds, another voice joins in with the woman as harmony to what she is singing. Um, you'll be able to hear this in the background. and. At 4.24, after an instrumental break, the solo that the woman sings in the same fashion as she sang in the beginning, except the instruments in the background have a much more somber tone, and it's not just the violin on the tomato. In the song, there are a variety of instruments used. Um, these being, uh, throughout, are the electric guitar, electric bass, drums, and the violin. 
These instruments are not traditional folk instruments. However, the violin is similar to a traditional folk instrument that one might have used, which was the Hardanger fiddle. Um, decorated in ornate designs, the Hardanger fiddle is made with thinner wood than the violin and has eight or nine strings, unlike the violin, which only has four. The instrument used in the song is not the Hardanger fiddle, unfortunately, but if the folk sections were played in the traditional sense, the players would have used it to kind of connect more to their Norwegian culture. This forms a connection between the players and their culture. If they are aware of the instruments that would have been played in the traditional sections of the piece, the understanding and appreciation of their culture is able to kind of be more in in appreciated in um, 80% where you can feel more connected to your culture if you know, oh, these are the instruments that my ancestors would have played and bonded over. So what I find actually really interesting about the album is it's structured in a very interesting way as it tells a story through the different songs that are compiled, which is something that I have never seen um, I don't know about you guys, but I've never seen a kind of a story told throughout the album. Um, I know that a lot of artists kind of have a general theme surrounding that, but I've never kind of heard an entire just folk song or folk oriented um, tales uh, spread out throughout the songs. Um, so this particular song tells of a warrior named Osmund um, who brags that he is as strong as Thor, the god of thunder. Um, and as we know, during folktales, that's probably not true. Um, the particular song that I'm analyzing focuses on a woman warrior, I'm so sorry in advance, Skomigitri. Um, she tells the story of how she acquired Olaf's belt, a king who was on a crusade. She tried to kill him, but he hit her on the head with such force that her wounds had not healed properly since the incident. And that was two years ago. So uh, kind of crazy. Um, the king then unleashed fire, holy water, and glowing ashes upon this woman warrior. I'm not even going to attempt her name a second time. Um, and she realized she was not welcome on earth. She took the king's belt with her as she was sucked into the earth, concluding the song. Um... This is just entirely crazy. I used an interpretation from the article Tuesday Althing Lumsk Olaf's Belty in order to make sense of the story as it is in Norwegian. Um, so as you can imagine, while I was listening to the song for the first time, I had no idea what was going on as I do not speak Norwegian. I was very confused. And as I was looking at the lyrics, I was just um, very just um, confused and kind of... Um, intrigued by the entire story just um it was very interesting to look at um from an outsider's perspective of never um being in contact with this kind of storytelling mode um at first i thought that the story of osmond that this was a story of osmond that he was actually being uh, essentially beaten by the king, but the um, album force, forms an entire story of his journey, including the stories that others tell him. The song, much like the story, begins in a more cheerful tone um, as he's kind of interacting with her, um, but as the song and the story progress, the tone shifts to reflect the growing darkness of the story, given that she is sinking into the earth. 
Um, eventually, the woman sings the same melody she did in the beginning, but it is in defeat and not triumph, so it is shifted from a major to minor. Um, at 2 minutes 12 seconds, as mentioned before, the male voice, I assume is Osmond, is joining in and sympathizing in her defeated tone. Um, I find this very fascinating where it's just kind of, you can get so much out of this one song, and this isn't even the entire album. There is, I believe, um, there are definitely a lot more, um, songs, and this is only the beginning of Osmond's journey, um, my Norwegian piece is a very complicated song with many different parts interwoven to create an extremely involved story that kind of gets you very invested in this. Um, I did very much enjoy listening to Olaf Spelti and analyzing it um, in order to compare it with my other song, Amoto, which I will be analyzing in a few seconds. In stark contrast to Olaf's Belty is my Japanese piece, um, Amato by the Shamisen Girls. Uh, it is extremely simple, however, it still conveys the emotions that it desires. Um, this is a modern Shamisen piece that intermixes modern and traditional techniques of using the Shamisen. Although the shamisen is the only instrument that is used in this piece, it is manipulated to exude a variety and di very diverse set of sounds. Um, I was very impressed while listening to this piece um, over how much they could do um, with the different sounds that they were making with the shamisen. The melody starts almost immediately from 0 seconds to 25 seconds, with one player strumming out the main tune and the other accompanying her with a lower tune. This melody is repeated until 50 seconds, where the melody begins to become slightly more complicated. After playing at an increased tempo, the players then switch back to the main melody at 2 minutes and 40 seconds. Um, and you'll be able to hear this excerpt in the background right now. And as I'm talking, I'm going to talk a little bit more about the piece. Um, this piece is meant to replicate the sounds and feels of rain. This can be observed while using pizzicato to make the music more resemble raindrops and the crescendo at 2 minutes and 34 seconds to replicate the heaviness of the rain. Although this particular song does not tell a story, it is not uncommon to see and hear performances that do tell a story. Um, in using a mixture of traditional and modern shamisen playing, players, much like um, the Norwegian folk metal piece Olaf's Belti, they are becoming more connected with their culture. With the knowledge of the history behind the shamisen, this piece can be approached with that mindset. What I really appreciate um, with the sound and feel of rain is you can really tell that it is meant to be rain and i think that the shamisen is abs an absolutely perfect instrument to kind of capture that um and that feeling of rain um using the shamisen originated in the 1500s where it was utilized for storytelling in kabuki and bunraku the shamisen is an extremely expressive instrument. Um, as you might have heard earlier on um, in this podcast, and when played it correctly, it can be manipulated to emanate a multitude of sounds. Although there are no instruments used other than the two shamisen, 
the instruments build off of the other sound. At 1 minute and 22 seconds, this can especially be heard with one instrument playing the lower notes while the other lightens the piece with playing the higher notes, kind of illustrating that um, almost light rain, almost light mist. Um, while remaining faithful to, to tradition with the instruments, the shamisen girls are introducing modern techniques to playing the shamisen. The structure to, of this instrument is very similar to that of a guitar, but its neck is much slimmer and it does not have the frets that usually go with the guitar. Um, its circular body is similar to that of a banjo, and the three strings, although traditionally made out of silk, have been more recently made out of nylon. There are three tuning pegs corresponding with its three strings. Um, this is different from the violin, which has four strings and with its corresponding pegs, and even more different from the hardang or fiddle, which has eight or nine strings. Um, while the violin is used primarily with a bow, the shamisen is played more like a guitar, with the a plectrum used instead of a pick. The plectrum is shaped like a ginkgo leaf, and with this, the shamisen produces a similar sound to that of a banjo. In this piece, the shamisens are used to produce a variety of different sounds, um, as stated again and again and again, um, with this sound of rain and plucking and uh, just, it's an amazing instrument. I can't talk about it enough. Um, and so in this piece, the shamisens are used to produce, um, one is primarily used for the harmony and one for the melody. This helps with the comprehension of the piece as well as the overall analysis of this piece. Um, I greatly enjoyed listening to Amamoto. I suggest that um, everyone listens to these songs in its entirety. Amamoto is truly a beautiful piece to be enjoyed, both on its own and while comparing and contrasting it with another piece. Both of these songs have their individual and extremely unique qualities, and these are either shared or extraordinarily different from each other. While the modern shamisen's piece's melody is more simple than that of the folk metal piece's melody, it does use the same techniques to convey emotions. Some of these techniques are increasing the tempo to change the mood, such as in the modern shamisen piece, changing the tempo to represent the change in rain. Um, kind of with the intensity um, and definitely just the overall um, feeling of the piece. The change in tempo in both songs illustrates a, sudden, a very sudden change in emotions. For the modern shamisen piece, it is to more depict the different changes in rain and the emotions that come with it. For the folk metal piece, it is, depict, it is to depict the warrior's emotions she felt as the event of her sinking into the earth was taking place. Another link between the two songs is that both melodies start by using simple ideas. Although my folk metal piece progresses to using more complicated harmonies, both pieces use simple scales. And while the modern shamisen piece does not include um, the use of as complicated of ideas, it still increases in harmonies, and you can still hear that throughout the piece. These simple scales also return in both pieces, so the songs begin with a simple melody, and they also end with a simple melody, even though this melody is introduced to more harmonies. Um, they both return back to the simple scales.
Another one of the similarities between the two cultures is how both songs are used to tell a story. Despite being separated geographically, each story, each country has used music as an outlet for storytelling. This is incredibly interesting to observe just in the hindsight of our um, modern times, just how each country kind of got to the place where they were using music as a storytelling um, method. And that's so interesting to me to see and kind of just from two randomly chosen songs, there are still similarities in how music is used in both cultures. Although these two pieces are from two entirely different geographic locations and they have multiple differences, they still somehow manage to contain similarities. This shows that despite traditional divides between countries in the world throughout time, there are still links present. With these links, entirely separate cultures can be connected through music, something that they would not have been able to do normally. Analyzing these two pieces was just the beginning, and being able to draw connections between different cultures is so important to understand and appreciate them in their entirety. Thank you so much to everyone for listening to my analysis of these two pieces. I genuinely hope that you enjoyed. Um, thank you to everyone for listening and appreciating this podcast. I hope that you've learned something new about both of the songs and will come away with a new view of drawing connections between cultures. Thank you so much, and I hope that everyone has a great day. Bye! for listening to Granada High School's IB Music Podcast. For our show notes, citations, and transcripts, please go to granadamusic.net slash podcast. Since we are in our first season, we are still learning how best to structure our podcast, so I would love to hear some constructive comments. For those comments or any questions or concerns, feel free to email me, Mr. Pasco, at gpasco at lvjusd.org. Links are in the description. Thank you again for listening, and we look forward to having you with us again next time.